Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today we're back together with Lisa Spellman, Vice President and General Manager of Intel Xeon Products and Data Center Marketing at Intel. Welcome, Lisa. Hey, Allison. Thanks for having me back. You were just on the program a few weeks ago, so something must be up in data center land for you to make such a quick repeat appearance. I know, and I think I just missed being number 600th episode for you, but I'll take 601 as my rightful spot in the lineage. So tell me, the data center group was out talking in force this week about our vision for data-centric computing How was that event, and why was right now the right time to go tell that story? You know, there's just so much inflection and shift happening in the market. We talk about the tectonic shift that's been created through the network and cloud transformations that have happened, and then just the rise of artificial intelligence and IoT has fundamentally reset the landscape, and it felt like a good time to talk about how Intel is going to address those new opportunities that are created by all of that change and that scale and that efficiency, and 8.8 is a very lucky number. (laughs) That's good. Now, this is the first time that we've seen Naveen Schnoy come out and really give his perspective on the full scope of the organization that he leads at Intel. And it's been a little over a year since he took on the reins of the data center group. What did you take away are the key things about his vision for the business and how our customers will benefit from the solutions that we're delivering to the market? I talked about some of those massive shifts that are occurring. And as a result of that, when we look at these markets, Over the last couple of years, we've seen this incredible increase in our TAM, our total available market. So looking inside of Intel's data-centric opportunity there, we're now seeing a $200 billion TAM, of which we have a relatively low share of. So there's just so much opportunity for growth and solving our customer problems across all of these different workloads. And you see the growth of AI. And, you know, we revealed at the day that artificial intelligence is over a billion-dollar workload on Xeon alone last year. And so these are turning out to be real actual market impact movers. And you see the cloud transformation growing. Regine was sharing some very impressive growth rate. Her business is up 43% in the first half of 2018. So the time is right now for a lot of market expansion and a lot of market opportunity that's in front of us. And we also really felt like it was a good time to share this broad asset list and portfolio that we have to address a big swath of our customers' challenges. So we're not going in anymore talking to our customers about, tell me your compute problem. We have the opportunity to go in and say, tell me your problem, and put together a cross, whether it's silicon photonics or Ethernet or our FPGAs or our Optane persistent memory, and, of course, the Xeons that are the foundation for it. We have a lot of tools in our tool set to really help our customers drive their business and their capabilities to the next level. Now, talking about that portfolio, you made a lot of announcements about the products that we're bringing to market, including some disclosures about Xeon, some disclosures about our upcoming Optane data center persistent memory, 
and some new stuff about our connectivity portfolio, too. Can you share that? We did. And the framing that we were putting all of this under to really bring it together for people is move faster, store more, and process everything. When we were talking about move faster, we talked through our connectivity and networking portfolio, and we made some announcements about our new smart NICs that we're planning to bring to market in 2019. And when you think about store more, we had an opportunity to really expand on how we are re-architecting that storage and memory hierarchy with our Optane data center persistent memory and then also the Optane SSDs built also on that same technology. And we had a really cool moment at the day where Naveen was able to deliver to Google our first production Optane data center persistent memory module for them. And that was an exciting moment for a lot of people in the room that have been working on the product for a long time. And then when you look across the process everything, we did talk about our Xeon roadmap from where we are today out into the future. And we shared some details about Xeon scalable success in the market so far, being our fastest product to a million units and how quickly it's ramping and some of the performance leadership numbers. And then we talked about our next generation Xeon scalable coming at the end of this year called Cascade Lake. And in that one, we're adding some artificial intelligence capabilities to accelerate inference, and those are called DL Boost. And we also talked about our 2019 and 2020 products. 2019, we have a product called Cooper Lake, and we shared a little bit of news about some further artificial intelligence capabilities we're putting in there called BFloat 16, and those are really for training acceleration for those that aren't deep into the underlying mathematics there. And last on the Xeon Roadmap, we shared a product codenamed Ice Lake that will be coming out in 2020 and will be a fast follow-on to Cooper Lake and will be a 10-nanometer product. That's fantastic. I did want to talk to you a little bit more about these AI capabilities. When you look at these new capabilities that we're adding to the processor, what does that reflect in terms of the breadth of AI capabilities being baked into applications that run in data centers today? And how do you see that proliferating across our customer base? You know, we shared that our view right now at the silicon side, the artificial intelligence market in the data center, this doesn't include the edge, but in the data center, represents about a $2.5 billion a year silicon market. And we see that growing out to 2022 to between 8 and $10 billion. And when you look at that type of scale, it really is one of the fastest growing workloads, if not the fastest growing workload in the data center. So we're recognizing this is not something that will be delivered only by cloud service providers or academics. It is spreading across all customer bases. And there's just a lot of opportunity and innovation happening in this space. So we've been hard at work on a lot of framework optimizations to make Xeon's underlying hardware run even better and faster for both inference and training workloads. And it's been exciting to see the progress and see the ecosystem engagement start to grow around that. We were able to share several customer use cases and wins, and we had some demos to show the very first Xeon Cascade Lake with the DL Boost inference product in there. And what we were showing is compared to where Skylake, the Xeon scalable that's currently shipping, was at launch, that was July 17, to where the Cascade Lake will be 
with DL Boost, you see an 11x improvement in inference. And that's incredible in one generation. That's a combination of both hardware and software optimizations really coming together to deliver customer value. And if you think about how would that actually get used, one of the demos that we showed is a classic use case of image classification. So using that, whether you're an industrial service provider looking to go over views of solar panels or of telephone poles, whatever it is, to see if there's maintenance work required, or being used in social media for tagging photos and recognizing photos of friends. Now, something else that came out in the day a lot was Optane DC persistent memory, and Naveen shared that we have reached the important moment of shipping to select customers. What has customer response been to this technology, and how does that work hand-in-hand with our Xeon products in terms of delivering a true platform capability? What we've done with the Optane memory is it's a true platform-connected component. So we've updated the Xeon memory controller in order to recognize the capabilities and features that are included in the persistent memory, and you'll key in on that word persistence. That's one of the main ones. And it's a low-latency, high-capacity memory that offers persistence. So we showed a demo of a large database reboot. And so if you think of traditional DRAM, you shut down a database, you need to reboot it. It needs to pull all of the data back from storage into memory, and that's a time-consuming process. And we did that with persistent memory, Again, the Optane persistent memory, that means when the power was off, the memory held on to the data, and it took the reboot time from about 35-ish minutes down to 16 or 19 seconds, so lightning fast in comparison. And when you think about that from either a cloud source provider perspective or an enterprise IT, you think about the ability to improve your service level agreements with your customers and your ability to get up to that five nines of reliability, just meaning you can always count on this to be on. So it was really cool to be able to show it working and up and ready to go. And then from the customer side, those use cases are meaningful to them. These are problems that IT has struggled with for years. And so we've got a lot of good customer response. One of the things that I've said is that Our engineers at Intel are excited not just to have the product out in the hands of customers now, but really getting it in the hands of developers. And we're just looking forward to all the use cases that they're going to come up with that we haven't even thought of yet. So it's a a once-in-a-career opportunity to be part of unleashing something so transformative that adds so much value. So I, I think that's why you see a lot of excitement coming from multiple of the presentations that were given on the 8th. Now, another interesting fact was delivered by one of your peers, Ray Jane Skillern, about how much business we do in customizing our Xeon portfolio for unique capabilities for our largest cloud service providers. Talk to me about that, and what does that mean in terms of the unique things that we can offer them around their service delivery? Regine and Silesh both covered some of those optimizations we do, and Regine was talking about how you know 50% of our volume is shipped on customized processors, and in this case, I truly am in service to Regine's team. So they're working tightly with the cloud service providers, and she and Silesh, one of our Intel fellows and our lead data center CPU architect, 
work so closely with those customers to characterize their workload and figure out what are the tweaks and tunes we can do to the product in order to deliver them the optimal performance for their workload. So, again, don't think of it like an industry standard benchmark. Think of it as literally what they need to run their business and deliver their services at the most efficient way possible. We've been working on that for years, and we've built up a lot of capability in order to do that in a really efficient manner so that we can service multiple customers and offer that customization to a wider swath of our customer base. Now, your other colleague, Raj Hazras, shared some interesting facts about our relationship with enterprise and what we're seeing in that market. What did you take away from his talk? You know, one of the things I liked that Raj covered was he talked about the bare years where There was a lot of uncertainty about the enterprise market and almost a conventional wisdom built that all workloads will move off of enterprise on-premise and into cloud service provider infrastructure. And it's been amazing to see the industry turn around on that. And Intel, in fact, has led some unique investments with both our cloud service providers and with major enterprise software providers to help drive that logical stabilization between having a multi-cloud environment where you have some workloads that work best for you and are most economical in a cloud service provider running on a Xeon instance, and then you've got some that are kept on-premise but have the ability to work across cloud infrastructures in order to deliver you, whether it's highest response time, security, or a latency, or an SLA issue. You know, there can be a variety of reasons for why. And he was able to talk through moving through those stabilization years and how we're seeing the enterprise stabilize with these pockets of growth. And I think that comes from CIOs and IT really having gotten so much more sophisticated in their workload deployment strategies. Now, Intel also works very closely with comm service providers to transform their networks and drive network functions into cloud-like architectures. Dan Rodriguez was on hand from our network platform group sharing his story. What did you take away there? What I liked about Dan's section, he's such a great speaker and such good energy, and he really laid out the business very clearly about moving from core data center all the way through the network and the network access and the edge out to the mobile device about how in order to truly service that market, you do have to transform your infrastructure. There's no way you can keep pace of scale without making transformative changes. But one of the sections I liked the most about his talk was talking about the next opportunity and the next generation central office. I just think people still don't fully comprehend what it really takes to be able to answer your cell phone anywhere in the world or use a data application anywhere in the world and have that so smoothly travel back and across the network. And so when he was showing these central offices and the opportunity to drive that efficiency, and he was given numbers, there's maybe 70,000 to be modernized and optimized with updated infrastructure. It really presents an exciting opportunity, and not just for us and our business, but for users, both business and consumer, to get a fundamentally different experience out of their mobile technologies. Now, you also spoke at the event, and I would be remiss to not ask you about your presentation around solutions optimization and driving configurations with our partners to end customers to make data center infrastructure more easy to deploy with select solutions. Tell me about your talk and what you were most excited to share with the audience. I had the closure of the day, so we'd gone through our business lines, and the entirety of the portfolio that we offer. And I just think it really set the stage for showing 
the complexity that has just grown inside of IT and how we can all help better unleash new capabilities. So when you look at it from our perspective, we view this as accelerating access to that total available market. So how do you get people to deploy faster and move barriers? I also see it as helping solve just a massive worldwide technology skill set deficit. So if you have every single enterprise or cloud or comm service provider trying to find the exact right configuration to deploy their NFV solution or their vSAN solution, that's a lot of repetition and waste. And so working with the ecosystem, we've moved beyond our normal invent silicon features, get the software ecosystem to adopt silicon features, and we've been thinking about this a step further from that of how do we make one plus one equals three. And so doing the work to find these ideal configurations for workload performance, balancing across cores and cache and frequency and memory and storage and bandwidth, and so really tuning in the systems so that IT has the confidence to buy. I did have the opportunity to announce three new select solutions, the first one being an SAP HANA appliance. And if you think about adding Optane Data Center Persistent Memory paired with SAP HANA, it's going to be an outstanding solution. And this is absolutely the time where you want to help save our customers that effort of trying to figure out a new technology and how to bring it in. We're going to do that work for them. The second one was in the artificial intelligence space and allowing people to use their Apache Spark data lake infrastructure and put deep learning on top of that using Big DL. And that's when we've done hundreds of deployments already. And so the configurations are built off of real-world customer feedback. And then the last one was around blockchain hyperledger, giving people the opportunity to start exploring the blockchain workload and thinking through distributed ledger management without having to reset the entirety of their infrastructure. So they can not move to specialized or unique infrastructure, but they can take this solution and get started in a quicker manner. Wow, Lisa, that was a lot to unpack. Thank you so much for being on today. And congratulations for such a successful moment to share Intel's vision for the next generation of data-centric infrastructure innovation. All right, thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.